1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to the Wednesday. Well, no, it's Tuesday,
0: isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm. A day ahead. I'm trying to go ahead and have it be have it be Wednesday already. No, it is the Tuesday edition of the drive. A beautiful day. Um, just just gorgeous. Hardly if there is a cloud in the sky. Um, just gorgeous weather. Hope everybody doing well on this uh, on this last day of the. Of the regular crew
2: here in the so, studio. So, so what happens if you're oh, like week. If you're actually sick tomorrow, you still have to come in. Those are the I rules. don't know. I do not know. I mean, I I don't. Do you get, have to work another I month. I just don't
0: get sick. If you don't, if
2: you don't if you don't come in tomorrow, do you have to work another month. Like, Maybe. Yeah, does,
0: I mean, that may be the case. Uh, I don't know. I've got sick days. You've got I got plenty sick of sick days.
2: days. Yeah. Uh, Bill uh, turn, for those of you who don't know, Bill Cameron is retiring tomorrow from, from his job from my day job oh. from his job at Auburn University after a well deserved. <laughs> Uh, a long uh, tenure. Do you want to say how how long you've been on that? Uh,
0: Nearly 30 years. Nearly 30. Um, Yeah.
2: How close, how close did you get to, uh, how long would it have been to?
0: Well, I mean, I have worked, I've worked at Auburn uh, in not, not just in this position for over 30 years. It's been nearly 30 this time. It's, Probably it's around 30, 31 and a half. Over three decades yeah. of
2: service to Auburn University. Part and, of it was, uh, uh, the, the, the first part was was in the athletic department. In, the, in the ticket the, office. In the ticket office back yeah. in the day and now more recently at the. the, the uh, in the Engi- College of Engineering. EOL, uh, you know, right. distance learning program there. In, uh, and so, yeah, tomorrow, the last day in because, the office.
0: Because for, for uh, salaried employees, they're paid, we're, we're paid once a month. And you're paid through the end of the month. So you're expected to work through the last working day of the month, which is tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I mean, not that not that anybody cares about all this, but I mean, one of the one of the uh, great things of, about uh, working at the university is you're able to accumulate uh, some time, vacation time, sick leave, and things like that. And some certain and sick leave can be can uh, actually count toward toward your time that you've worked. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, I'll go ahead ahead and toss this one out because it turned out when we did all the figuring, I was three hours shy of getting an extra month service time and all because of 10 years, uh, actually 13 years ago uh, when, when I had some surgery and I had plenty of vacation time, uh, our boss at the time put it in his sick time. I did not know that at the time. If I had, I would have, I would have asked him, please put it in his vacation time. Uh, because sick time can count. If I had not had that put in, I would have had another month of service time. So thanks, Greg. Appreciate that. That's, would another? I mean, uh, now it w- another, another month. Yeah, I was gonna say. Would probably it? would have been. Uh, somewhere between five and ten dollars a month—a negligible which is, amount, which is which yeah. is negligible, but it's for the rest of my life. Sure, you know. So I mean, so you you're saying about this guy hopefully, owes you. You know, if I'm around twenty years, you can do the math.
2: This guy owes you twenty years.
0: This guy owes times you. five dollars a month times twelve months. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's, know, let's conservatively, he owes, ser- he owes me. He owes me a you know a grand or so. Five
2: five bucks a month for the rest of your life is is conservatively I mean, you, you know, what a, you're a cup owed. of coffee, yeah. whatever.
0: I I don't know. I mean, because there's not much you can buy for five anymore. But anyway, um. But, no, uh, so, so, so congr- yeah, tomorrow's congr- the last yeah. day, and I've got, uh, now I have plenty of, of sick days. Since I was that close to having another month, I'm well over, you know, the point. I, I had, like, 20-something extra sick days I could have taken, but I just, I don't take sick days.
2: Is there anything, is there anything to be done in the yard? Lately, do you have? Uh, or is it- me? Do I have anything to do with? Yeah, yeah, me, yeah yep.
0: the back the backyard's a mess. Because I've
2: been I've been telling you for the last month or so to to leave at noon and use a sick day for the rest of the you know. I know. Your, I know. I didn't want day. to though. I know. yeah, but. But it's all, and, and the weather didn't always agree. No, you're right. It was either. I mean, it
0: rained a lot. No, you couldn't, couldn't really get much. If
2: January so. had been more like this every day, maybe yeah, I might have done that. Maybe, might you, have done maybe that. you might have it. Oh, us well. In. Oh, well. What it is, as it is. I, you You'll know. have time for the yard in the, in oh, the next couple of weeks uh, should I should have, I should have plenty months. of time for that.
0: But, yeah, so it's the uh, next to the last day with me. It's the last day, I was about to say, for, uh, for
2: all of us here in the studio this week, because you're going to be heading on the road. The,
0: for the rest of the week,
2: let me ask you this before I get into to my yeah. travels. I am excited about these uh, th- these next two games. But the uh, uh, do, do you envision yourself attending more media stuff because sure. you have time? Yeah, I should, you're not yeah, gonna be, I should be able to. It's been tough for me to get away
0: uh, because we're we're watching over classes that are that are being recorded and often like, like especially
2: weekday stuff. Yeah, Bruce will be, middle of the week yeah. tough.
0: Tough to get to press conferences and things like that. So, yeah, I should be able to.
2: Yeah, might, might, get, to, might get to see Butch a little yeah. bit more than you yeah, uh, have than, than with this upcoming baseball season. Coming up. Okay, so, so Troy's got two games. Uh, Thursday night we are in Monroe against ULM. ULM, uh, the, the most improved team in the league. They've been a doormat uh, for my entire time doing this uh, with Troy. Uh, but this season they've made a coaching change. They, the previous coach, or the new coach, Brought in several. She was at a. Uh, she was at Jones College, the, uh, the the junior college, and she had been. Uh, she had been sending a lot of players to D1 ball from her junior college. Now she's at ULM, and she's reunited with some of those players who have transferred in to play with their previous coach. And so they had a big injection of talent, really, including a couple of Auburn transfers who went from uh, from Auburn to ULM. So they've uh, they've won six in a row. Troy's won eight in a row. So it should be a, a big showdown on Thursday night at Fant Ewing. And then Southern Miss, a team Troy beat last week at Trojan Arena, uh, the rematch in Hattiesburg, and that's a uh, that's a team that beat Troy twice last year and has a couple of the top players in the league. So they, they've been struggling this year. Uh, they're uh, they're top-heavy as a roster, but they've got two kids that would play for just about anybody. So two big games for Troy, looking to stretch the win streak to 10, and yeah, after a slow start, things yep. are, things have really picked up. Win, winless November and an undefeated January for oh, the uh, for the Trojans, and and now they uh, they're one game back of Marshall, undefeated in league play. Uh, the Thundering Herd, and so Troy's looking to keep pace uh, as we uh, as as we're at the, the halfway point in in league play, nine of eighteen conference games played. Troy's eight and one. Marshall is nine and zero. Oh. So it's Bill,
0: Dan, and Drew. Uh, we're looking forward to spending some time with the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. And I believe he'll be in studio today. Ooh, um, that's a treat.
2: I, yeah. Well, I mean, he's been you know on if the road. If he wasn't planning on it, now he has to do it because you said so.
0: Well, I so. said I believe that doesn't that doesn't mean <laughs> I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm uh, if I'm wrong. But but I I do expect we will have some time with Andy, talk with him. Boy, Auburn basketball, um, a tough week last week as they were on the road for the entire week and dropped both games. We talked about those games a good bit yesterday. If you didn't get a chance to get through, we'd love to hear with you, uh, hear from you on uh, on that. Is Auburn looking to bounce back tomorrow night, 8 o'clock tip against the Vanderbilt Commodores, the winless in conference Vanderbilt Commodores. As uh, Bruce Pearl met with the media earlier today and uh, uh, said he's pleased with where the team is now. He said, but they're going to lose some games. They're going to lose some more. He said they may lose a few more. Uh, and pointed out how tough it is. I mean, they're, they're uh, going to Ole Miss this weekend. Ole Miss, I believe, is um, unbeaten. Or at the most, they've lost one home game. You know, we looked at that last week. The top seven teams in the SEC have lost a combined
2: four games at home.
0: And, and, and
2: meanwhile, uh, I believe Auburn was the, the fifth time this year that an SEC team was ranked <laughs> in the top ten. And they went on the road and lost to an unranked. Team. Yeah, so so it's that's become very common yeah. this year all across the country. Two of them happening with Auburn mm-hmm. uh, this past week. Although I think Alabama should have been ranked in the top twenty-five. All the metrics would tell you. Yes, they're, they're, they're a top twenty-five team. And uh, did they jump in? Uh, did they jump into the top twenty-five after the? I don't think they did. I, I think they were just outside. I, I can't imagine leaving Alabama out of your top twenty-five right now. Auburn, 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 Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama are four of the twenty-five best teams in america at at the very least and in, in a year when the sec looks like it could be an eight or nine or ten bid league yeah i would think the top of that league deserves uh a, a little bit more respect especially i mean tennessee is getting uh, you know they are there i think tennessee got number one votes uh this week like tennessee is a is a very good team and and is being uh, voted as such some of the other top teams in the league you know you think uh yeah, give, give, them a, give them a little bit more credit uh, south carolina I think might be, you know, we'll see. As, we'll as, find out you know, uh, tonight, right? Don't they do they play tonight or is it tomorrow? Let me see what the league's schedule Because there are a couple
0: of games tonight. Ole Miss and Mississippi State play tonight. So that means Ole Miss has a little
2: extra time to get ready, so, an extra day to get ready for Auburn, who's playing late tomorrow night. South Carolina and Ole Miss were two teams that, uh, because of their big, they're, because they got a conference win-loss record, looks great. there's a, There's, I'd say, a... There's a gap between what the computer numbers tell you about both of those teams and what you might think just from looking at their win loss record alone. But they're both good teams and getting better uh, as the uh, as as and, and South Auburn. Carolina is
0: seventeen and three. They yeah. do have the best overall record in the SEC right now. They're five and two in league play, same as Auburn. So. A, a,
2: a fourteen point underdog tonight in Knoxville are the uh, yeah, are, okay. are, are, are the Gamecocks. That's I thought that of,
0: was tonight. Yeah. I mean we, we'll see. I mean I expect Tennessee to win that. South Carolina plays them a little tougher. Uh, may, maybe that'll actually, you know, get the uh, the attention of a few folks.
2: Egg Bowl tonight in yeah. uh, in, in, in in Oxford, uh, Ole Miss, a one and a half point favorite over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, that is your SEC Network doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five thirty, South Carolina and Tennessee, Mississippi State and Ole Miss uh, at, uh, at at seven thirty. Also, number one team in America, uh, the, uh, the the North Carolina Tar Heels, right? Or no? They're they're a, a number one seed. In most of the projections, number three overall, they're in Atlanta uh, tonight against uh, Georgia Tech. So that's a that's another big one to watch for. On that one is the ESPN game at six o'clock. Right. Uh, so this is right around the, the the end of January, beginning of February, especially when you have you're you're approaching the midpoint yeah, of conference play. This, the, yeah, the second half of, of league play is when these games start to feel really big, especially uh, you know in a in a league like the ACC where. Um, you know, the teams teams that can get a win over Duke or Carolina, you know, take every advantage to do so because it's it's a, a league without a ton of projected tournament representation at the moment. And then you know, for 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 SEC teams, there, there's a, a lot to play for as well with a with a, with a league title. Uh, you know, we're about a, about a month away from crowning somebody.
0: So we can talk some basketball with you. We'd love for you to join in. Some football news yesterday. Uh, I, I can't I can't continue with the, oh, it's the Saturday Night Live. Generally, some Francisco an Franco anymore. As yes, last night, I guess it was around 930. Yes, uh, between 9 and 10, I,
2: I guess. Bama is in both polls. By the way,
0: Bama did oh, jump okay. into the
2: top 25. 20, uh, 22 in the coaches poll, 24. Uh, well, they should the be. Poll, yeah. yeah, they should be. Uh, But last night, yes. South Uh, South Carolina (laughs) just outside the top 25 in in both polls.
0: After 9 o'clock, a word coming out that uh, Auburn has its new defensive coordinator. And I I think it's more than just what AL.com is saying. DJ Durkin is Auburn's second co-defensive coordinator. I believe he is uh, Auburn's defensive coordinator. The uh, uh, defensive coordinator for Texas A&M the past couple of years. At Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin two years before that. And... Um, you know, I felt, and we heard Brian Matthews say yesterday. I uh, thought before the end of the week. I thought for sure by around the first of February. And uh, so DJ Durkin has. Uh, well, I guess Auburn hasn't issued a release yet. I don't know that Auburn's issued a release yet on uh, Will Redmond. Um, I guess I guess those will come out. Um, at, seems, at seems as though a consensus
2: has formed in the last 24 hours. Oh,
0: every, everyone is reporting that, that DJ, DJ Durkin, yeah, that DJ Durkin uh, is, is, co- is, coming to Auburn to, uh, to be the defensive coordinator. So we can, we can talk about that. We'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports wise, Bill and Dan drew at the controls as we uh, just are underway here on the Tuesday drive.
1: Dealing with live with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email us at TheDriveESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon, 19 minutes after 4 o'clock. Bill, Dan, Drew at the controls, and we welcome in the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. Andy, how are you doing? I'm well. It's been a while since I've been in the studio. Yeah, it, is. it has. Good to see you. Good to see you all.
3: Beautiful day. Oh, Gorgeous it ab- day. oh, it
0: really is. We were saying yesterday, this is one of those days where it's like, man, baseball, the spring mm-hmm. fever. You're thinking, please be like this when opening weekend gets here, and it generally isn't. No, it won't be.
2: <laughs> there's, there's other stuff going on. But I, I would like. I mean, did did you get to see any of the baseball? This I did not.
0: Okay. I am planning
3: on getting out there Sunday. They're scrimmaging today. Mm-hmm. I think like right now. Um, probably should have just gone and called you guys from the booth. You could have done should, that. And now that yeah, I'm thinking about it, that. why didn't I do that? Uh, and Bye, then Andy. They, yeah. And then they will scrimmage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm planning on going out. I'm on the road Friday, Saturday. So I'm planning on getting out there on Sunday to watch the, the team scrimmage a little bit.
0: Yeah, this, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the team. I'm looking, I haven't had a chance to see what things look like inside. Uh, I mean, all well, I've been able to do lately is just sort of ride by.
3: Yeah, when you drive by, you can see the work that's already started yep. on the, the first base side down into the corner. I mean, it's going to look drastically different this year. And then next year, watch out. It will be – hopefully it will be completed before the start of next season. But with the Hall of Fame club underneath, the additional seating at field level will be immediately behind home plate. And now the work has already begun, at least in some measure, for the, the premium seating, the, the suites and whatever they're calling that, down the right field line. It, you know, they've already started – well and that and,
0: that, and that's uh, and that's where the press box will be moving to. So
3: it's where you're moving to. Yeah. Right.
0: You're gonna get to stay behind Home plate? We are we are staying oh, that's we are nice. we are
3: as I understand it, we are staying where we are, but they're cutting our booth in half. Our booth will huh. become both both radio booths.
0: Oh, okay. I uh, can see
3: moving that moving forward. So it's
0: a it's a huge booth. So we can, we we can stand as long as they put a wall in between, so you don't get in the fights. Right. That's
2: right. <laughs> there will does be ev- no fights. Does everyone? Does pretty much everyone travel radio? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, At do- least okay. in our, in in our the conference, yeah. yeah, in the conference. Uh, without sure. without
3: question, everyone does. Now, you know, there are some schools that don't. I mean, two years ago when Auburn played the regional, hosted the regional, and won it. Florida State was the only other school that brought radio. Last year, I think Southern Miss was the only one that brought radio in addition to mm-hmm. Auburn. And so it, there are still some schools out there that, as a matter of fact, the, the school that Auburn lost to, what was Penn yeah, in the first round, they, they didn't have radio. And darn near won the regional without radio
0: it's just hard to believe they, yeah Sign of the don't, t- don't they signs, realize i mean they, they you, you, need, you need radio to win
2: find a kid in the broadcasting department well, i right? find, find a kid in the journalism yeah, i'm, I'm department. sure
3: there would have been someone that would have been glad
2: to
0: come oh, to absolutely Auburn. absolutely it's i mean it's it's yeah. it's great it's great opportunity for somebody i,
3: I look forward to i know that their their annual preseason banquet is a week from saturday mm-hmm. uh this year and um i when when Rod was when Rod was still with us, I was the one that hosted that event because Rod was typically away for they always schedule it on a, a away basketball trip. Sure. And now that I'm I'm in that role, I, I don't get to go to that banquet anymore. Uh, this year it'll be the Florida weekend, and I'm driving to Florida, so I'll be driving back from from Gainesville. Okay. And I don't know if Jeff Shear, Jeff has been the one that's hosted that in years past. They've had huge crowds oh, yeah. for it. So, I'm not sure how it's going to go this year, but I'm told that it'll be a big shindig.
0: Well, a lot of, a lot of excitement about that. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned you were on the road this past week. Uh, <sighs> Auburn, I mean, Auburn still, it's like, here's the thing, folks. Auburn's still 16-4. and four. Yeah. They're 5-2 and two in the league. The problem is they lost the last two. But... It's tough. It's tough for anybody to win on the road in in conference play, and I'm not talking just the SEC.
3: No, and you you look you look what's going on across the country, and teams that have been ranked in the top five are losing on the road in their leagues. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kansas lost to Central Florida for goodness' sakes. It's happening. I'm not saying that it should have happened this past weekend twice. Or all, no,
0: or, 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 you know, be satisfied with that. No,
3: and, and nor is this team, nor is this coaching staff satisfied with what happened. And it shouldn't be this past weekend. I thought for, for three halves of basketball, it, it, it struggled. The second half against Florida, if they play both halves like they did the second half at, at Alabama, not at Florida. At Alabama, they win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they did not play a good half of basketball. They certainly didn't shoot the ball well, and they didn't rebound it well. On Saturday at Mississippi State. Auburn played that game at Mississippi State's pace. And State beat Auburn doing that on Saturday. I thought defensively Auburn played well. I thought they did a great job against Tolu Smith. Holding him under double figures in scoring and rebounding. Um, But it was the other guys. It was the other guys that that got Auburn. And Auburn just did not rebound the ball well.
0: No. Period. And and they couldn't. Especially defensive rebounding. Right. 30 offensive rebounds in the two games. 16 by Alabama, 14 by Mississippi. Yeah.
3: And, and, and State turned that into uh, 12 second-chance points to Auburn's three,
0: mm-hmm.
3: which you don't see very often. Um, and and State outscored Auburn in the paint 34-20, to 20, and that's with Toulouse Smith scoring eight points.
2: Right. There, there's something about – I'm I'm sure at some point during the broadcast you mentioned that this is this Chris Jans versus Bruce Pearl matchup was an NCAA tournament game back when he was back when he was at New Mexico State and they nearly eliminated Auburn. Auburn was from- fortunate
3: to win that game. Remember that's the game. Oh that if, no question. If New Mexico, I was talking to the, the New Mexico State play by play guy who was here for football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's
3: another game I really don't like talking about a whole lot. Anyway, but he said they don't even talk about that game at New Mexico State.
0: Oh, I'm sure they that don't.
3: Because if they shoot free throws at all well, Auburn's final four run ends with a loss in the first round
0: of that tournament. If, and if, to, that, if that happens, then there's a probably a completely different feeling of, oh, of a lot goodness. of fans about Auburn basketball.
3: But it goes to show you, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, how things can change right. from one game to another. Because you you're fortunate to win that game. I remember I was... I was in the and I wasn't drinking, but I was in the bar at the hotel where women's basketball was staying because women were playing at Stanford, and we were in the, the bar watching the game.
2: Right, watching the It would game. have been an early start too on right. uh, on, a, uh, on the West Coast. Right. right,
3: watching that women that men's game, and we're like, okay, they've got it, and they're like, they're like, you're, then you're like, oh my gosh, Auburn's going to lose this game to New Mexico State, and the kid misses a couple free throws, and somehow Auburn wins the game. And that corner three, no, they, that that it corner looked, three it looks looked good. good. Oh, it looked good when it good left the hand. I know it. I know it. And then you go on and you beat North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky right. in your next three ball games. It's, it's it's amazing the difference between the first game of that tournament and how that tournament ended. The, fragil- that, the
2: fragility yes. of, of, a, of a tournament
0: run. Well, that, but that can that can give you an idea of. I mean, that's basketball, and that can happen right now. You lose a couple of ball games here. That doesn't mean. That you're not going to turn around and play well, or even if you look back, there we, we talked about this, Andy, the fact that you know folks forget about what some of the things that happened before the Final Four run, much I mean, well before the New Mexico State game. Well, that
3: season, just for an example of what can happen, Auburn goes, and, and Bruce Pearl has said this: the game that Auburn played at Kentucky that season, he felt Auburn had a really good chance to win it. And that was never a game for Auburn. That no. Auburn was blown out from the get-go. And it brings up the great story about Rod. Then in the next game, pregame, he's doing the pregame with Coach Pearl before the Georgia game. And I know Rod. Rod didn't do this very often. And he told Bruce, he said, your, your, your ball club's about to go on a run. And Bruce kind of dismissed it. Like, well, you're the radio guy. What do you know kind of <laughs> thing? Well, they did. They didn't lose again. Until double dribble wasn't called against Virginia in the final four. Uh, So, you go from absolutely getting drilled. Yeah, by nearly 30 points. By Kentucky. At Kentucky. And then you go on this run and you win an SEC tournament championship. You survive the first round. You beat North Carolina, Kansas. You get Kentucky again. You play basically without. Chuma Kiki, mm-hmm. and you somehow win that ball. It just shows you
2: The Kentucky how... win in the Elite Eight remains maybe the most incredible Bruce Pearl victory at Auburn, considering they had to play it without having— you know, Chuma gets hurt in right. the closing minutes of the North Carolina game, well, right, and then two days later they turn around and win that game.
3: We're, we're on the road for baseball that weekend. Myself, Paul Allen, and George Unley, who's Auburn's baseball SID. We're at South Carolina that weekend. Auburn wins Friday and Sunday and wins the series. In that 2019 season, which ended, by the way, in Omaha, mm-hmm. and we're driving home. and you know the NCAA, and in its infinite wisdom does not allow the, any of the, the local radio crews to stream their games. Now we pay lots of money to broad, for broadcast rights, right but we cannot the university cannot stream the games. So we listen to. We listened to the Westwood one broadcast driving home and PJ Calissimo is doing the color. I don't recall who was doing the play by play, but we're listening to it. Me, Paul and George, and I'm driving and we're listening to that game. And we, we are three fans at that point, (laughs) listening to that game back and forth and Auburn's chance to win it in regulation. And how can he take that shot? And then of course, Auburn ends up winning it. I can only imagine. And I've listened to a little bit of Rod's call. Uh, I can only imagine what was going through Rod's Rod's head, and yeah. he and Sonny, and who Brad Law was with him at that point too. What what that must have been like to call that game mm. at the at, and just you know know that they're heading to Minnesota, they're heading to Minneapolis for the first time for a, a Final Four for Auburn. I hope I get that opportunity one day. Yeah, no kidding. This
0: yeah. and then I mean the thing is it's not it's it's uh, as 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 disappointed as some fans may be. You can't count things out. For this year, if this if this team, if the shooting can pick up a little bit, and they can they they obviously need to rebound a little bit, no
3: question. And here's the thing: you get well, you get another shot at home against both of those schools, right? Right. Ole Miss gets another shot at Auburn this Saturday night mm-hmm. in Oxford. I guarantee you, they're going to be ready for Auburn come rolling into the pavilion at Ole Miss on Saturday night. So, it's it's I've I've, I've done two other interviews today. Uh, one in Panama City and one in Mobile before I came here. And this this is the SEC. This is Southeastern Conference basketball. It's as deep now as it's ever been, Bill. Oh, no question. As deep as it's ever been now. And you better be ready for anybody anywhere when it comes in, to SEC including basketball. Including tomorrow night. Absolutely. I mean, this if Vanderbilt you, you, team, take,
0: you take them for granted and start thinking wow. about Listen, you the, know, the last, Oxford. The last
3: 10 minutes in Nashville, Vanderbilt outplayed Auburn. And, buddy, that was not lost on the head coach. Do you remember his yes. post-game show after the Vanderbilt yes. Banner- game? All games? he was not to talk, happy. After, All he
2: wanted to talk about was
3: After was... Auburn has won by 15 in Nashville, which never happens, Buddy, he walked over at one point on the air said, if I didn't have to do this radio interview with you right <laughs> now, I wouldn't be here. After a 15-point road after win, after 15-point yeah. road win in Nashville.
2: No, that's I think the yeah not, not overlooking tomorrow night no. is a uh, is is a crucial thing. And I,
3: and they're a different team than what Auburn played up there. They this will be the 12th different starting lineup that Auburn faces. They're young. They lost a guy to injury in the first part of this year. Some of these young guys are starting to come on, including Jason Rivera Torres. Who had 14 points against Auburn? Had a great second half against from Auburn the, in Nashville. From the Bronx, he's York? from the Bronx. This is the actor. Now I'm not I'm not aware of this show, but he was Dan probably is. He was um, Nick Mendez in Swagger on Apple TV. Yes, sw- Swagger. I believe it's I believe it's a film. Okay, uh, I I, 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 think it's
2: a, I think it's a. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I may have that wrong, know. but the, it's
3: a... the yeah. dude can shoot it, regardless of what he was on. <laughs> yeah. This guy can play and he's got a little bit of swagger to him I'm telling you and he's now in their starting lineup when they come in here tomorrow night
0: and guard play is that's that's you know when I'm talking about shooting and, and rebound guard play they will Even, start. Auburn has yeah. not turned the ball over that's not been the problem
2: but Auburn's just got to get better they've got to get better play Agreed. better
0: scoring from their guards
2: right. no it is in fact it's a swagger is a series right. uh, loosely inspired by the experiences of Kevin Durant uh, that that uh, that has been on Apple TV uh, for two seasons. It was canceled back in November after two years, and uh, it, it stars O'Shea Jackson Jr., the son of actor and rapper Ice Cube, oh. among among other people. It's a, an Apple Plus show, and yes, uh, the, uh, the, the, actor, uh, the 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 actor the the Jason Rivera Torres plays, plays Nick Mendez. He's a the, freshman, part Just of the, part he's of the huh. a true
3: freshman. At Bandy. they will start four guards tomorrow night against Auburn. They're they're not they're not a big
0: presence inside. Right. But so they, so but Auburn, Auburn needs—they really you, need to dominate. You in the paint, absolutely. Eight o'clock game. Uh, Get a nap, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, Well, it's my last. It's my last I, I've, day. I've, I've it's my was, last I was day on, on campus. The way in. So I big day. I normally wouldn't. Ha- Since I'm retiring, I was thinking. Is there, I, is there a cake on the way? We already had a. Re- we had a little retirement party Friday. Oh, okay. Was it a good one? Yeah, it was oh, really good. good. Really what good. Am? I got. I got a really cool. Uh, uh, piece of art uh an eagle landing all right it's it's really cool
3: as you guys were talking going on the air today you talked about your time in the in the ticket office you know my my office is down that hall yeah at at the coliseum it's now a security office where you used to be in the ticket (laughs) office so
0: I have so not been in. You, I have not been You, would not, you in, wouldn't recognize in, inside the okay. old Coliseum yeah. we, in a while. We long had a time. caller.
2: We had a caller last week asking about the future of Beardyev's Coliseum and things are. Yeah, we're, we're,
3: we have not been told anything that we're moving anytime. The, the geology department's still there.
2: Yeah,
0: I know. I mean, there there are offices there and there are right. people that are there. It's not like the well, place is completely Mark, empty. Mark and Murphy. you'd need to find. You'd yeah. need to find. Places
2: for the people that are in there. Mark Murphy wrote something last summer for the Villager, I think, where he you know he seemed to he seemed to indicate that maybe with the football complex being there, operational. there has been
3: all kinds of talk about the demise of the Coliseum, and and that that talk is has been going on grossly exaggerated.
2: Apparently,
0: it's been going on for more than a decade.
3: Well, and also right now, I mean, at one time the U.S. handball team trained right. the, trained there, and now it's where Auburn's wheelchair basketball teams mm-hmm. train. The court the court looks great, you know. Yeah, when, when the court's there, still there.
0: Oh, the old tartan.
3: No, the tartans loved, not there anymore. I loved that. No, the well, players didn't. That was love it. bouncy though. It was so. Oh, you know, shout. Made everybody felt like they that, had a little ask more. About, ask about your knees. After I know. Playing any,
2: on I team. know. I guess Any, chan, any chance at all of a of a throwback night where they actually I, play, a, I, play a regular season game? Or I, a,
3: I, I suppose there's. I've not heard any talk okay. of that. They would have to do so much work to get that game ready right. from just just from the lighting and the concessions S- the, is the such concessions an. Concessions and bathrooms and. And I kind everything, of don't think so, yeah. ah, boy, that there would be a it would it would be fun. Sure it would. Uh, but boy there but would have the, to be a but ton the people of work are, just are people just just setting it up logistically just to get it up. ready for one game. Just to get it ready for a game, right. a men's game. Or a women's game, they they would have to do so much work. Maybe
2: a viewing party for a big road game or a postseason. Uh, there's game nothing to view. Maybe may oh, you're right. They'd have to work in screens. Right, they to, exactly. They have, to, yeah. they have to call our department and get some get exactly. some. Protectors. Yeah, that's why we thought about
0: stadiums better.
3: It's that. it's fun to walk through there though, because and and I'm planning future uh, talking tiger podcasts with both Joe Champy and Sonny Smith and we're going to do it at mid-court at the Coliseum. That would be cool. Their entire career, their entire coaching
0: careers at Auburn, we're right there on that floor. Andy Burcham with us. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. We got carried away. We're well past that time. Down a rabbit hole, baby. Uh, Come on on in and join us. 334-321-1390. That's the Drive Hotline.
1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502.
0: Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Dan uh, with Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, with us. Here in the uh, studio, so yes, tomorrow night uh, it's Auburn Vandy, eight o'clock tip. You've got uh, Tiger Talk Thursday. What's uh, what's what's on tap for Tiger Talk? All right, we're
3: on the air at seven thirty. Sonny back with us. We had some lots of questions about Sonny and his absence. He just hasn't felt well. Right. Uh, supposed to be back with the broadcast for us tomorrow night. So we look forward to having uh, Sonny and his perspective on the broadcast Thursday. I'll be doing Tiger Talk with Jacob Hillman. Brad has been moved moved into. Uh, SEC Network Plus duty for the women's game. Oh, okay. Against South Carolina, our guest Thursday, and we're back at Baumhauer's, by the way. Mm-hmm. Always enjoy our time at Baumhauer's Victory Grill with Tud and the crew. Uh, we will have Bruce Pearl, we will have Sophia Groth from the gymnastics squad, and Cheney Johnson scheduled to be with us Thursday night on Tiger Talk. Some
2: big gymnastics crowds early. I know the the one the, well, the, the home meet. Good, they had. good
3: luck trying to get it trying to get one, and they right. they've got this quad meet coming up Friday. Yes, yeah, this this is, the, about, this is the this first is, this is, yeah, it's the first in season quad meet mm-hmm. and they've got Fisk, Talladega, both HBCU schools, that have started gymnastics programs and a temple. Uh, they needed a fourth to, to round out the quad meet so temple's coming in. That starts I think at seven on, on Friday night, and then in a week from Friday it's it's Alabama at Neville Arena. So
2: Glad, glad you mentioned Coach Jay and the women's team, too. Big win Huge. last night over Georgia. Huge win.
3: And, and they didn't play especially well, and yet they still win by almost 20 right. against a team that has owned the Tigers of late. That's an enormous win for the Auburn women last night. And, and Britt and, and, and Larry did a great job calling that game. Last night on AU 100, 100.3 FM.
2: I believe Auburn, uh, Justin Lee had, Auburn was 1-15 yes, in, exactly. in their last 16 right. against Alabama and, and Georgia. And,
3: and, and not a lot of them have been close. Mm-hmm. So that's a big win for Coach Jay. Uh, they keep talking about the magic number for them is six more SEC wins going into last night. So they Britt talks about this a lot in the broadcast. They believe five more conference wins. And with what they did in the non-conference, they're in the NCAA yeah, they're 14 tournament and six now, now.
0: Three and four in conference.
3: Charlie Krem with with ESPN, who's the kind of the he's the Joe Lenardi right. of women's basketball. Going into last night's game, had Auburn as one of the first four teams out. Auburn continues to win, and they, that will take care of that, I think. Uh, now, listen, Thursday night's a biggie.
0: Oh
3: yeah, <laughs> you got the defending national champs, the undefeated. No, I'm sorry, not the defending national champs. Number one in undefeated South Carolina, which won two years ago, uh, coming in here on on Thursday night. But, uh, yeah, they they have made big strides in Coach Jay's third year. And they're not just thinking postseason anymore. They're talking NCAA tournament, and they should be.
0: Well, good for them. Yeah. Yes, yes, they're they're playing much better. Um, let's see. Have you uh, have, have you seen Coach Freeze any lately?
3: I haven't. I've, I've he's, seen he's he's I've seen
0: pictures on the road an I, awful lot.
3: That's what I've seen. I've seen pictures of him. Um, all indications are that he has his his defensive coordinator at the point. We're waiting on official confirmation, right, from Auburn. But but every media looks source like the staff, out there looks
0: like he has the staff. And you know, folks. I, I know folks had been, uh, you know, getting a little antsy about this, but antsy is a is a very <laughs> kind way to put it, Bill. But the but the thing is, we're still a month away from the right. start of of spring practice. There there will be plenty of time now for the staff to be able to put together its plan, right? Uh, you know, get and for everyone to get to know each other and the players. Before spring practice gets started,
3: Bill Charles Kelly's name has been rumored at Auburn since you and I were doing a show. <laughs>
0: You're right about that. A
3: long,
2: long time ago. It's been
0: rumored since he's been in coaching.
3: I agree, and now it's happened finally. Yes, I
2: thought it was interesting. It's like that Guns and Roses album that yeah. was on the shelf for 30 years before they finally released it. Like, sure, it's just, Chinese it's just de- like that. Chinese democracy. <laughs> we we're wait, <laughs> waiting for Charles Kelly to come to Auburn, but, but I, I, I thought then. it
3: was very interesting that Charles Kelly and Nick's were announced. At the Ole Miss basketball game. Yes. (laughs) With Coach Freeze. I thought that was interesting, to say the very least, considering what had gone on with regard to whether Derek Nix was coming to work for Auburn or not Mm -hmm. for Oxford, I think we'll probably be reminded of that when we go there for basketball.
2: I I would think, and Lane, Lane, Mike, he might Put something else occasionally. What a year! What a year that these two don't play each other in football. Yeah. Too. I mean, oh, I know you're not a, kidding. It already happened, but I mean, I, I thought that was that was the really jarring thing when they revealed the 2024 schedule, or at least the the opponents for every conference team was Auburn doesn't play either Mississippi school. Neither does or Al- LSU. Neither I does mean, it's crazy Auburn and Alabama. Well, are It, Ole Miss it schedule,
3: shows right? you how incredibly different life is going to be moving forward. With Texas and Oklahoma in this, and we're going to see it, and without divisions,
0: other, we're going to see it in other sports as well. Oh yes, that's just the first one that we're aware of. When, well, when in baseball, Andy, in, in baseball, there are going to be more teams that you don't play
2: right every year. Right. When do we need to know about nine conference games in like twenty uh, five? Isn't that got, something we've, that we've got a little while? Probably media days. Okay, so they got they got five or six know. months to figure I've, that I've out. I've not about.
3: heard when they're going to make that announce, but I would think that that would be a yeah. An appropriate time to to make that, you
2: know, it feels like in the next few months that deal, you know, or whatever whatever the, the yep. hold up was there. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's the Auburn that, Georgia game probably hangs in the balance. That that's got to uh, be I worked so. out
3: between the league and ESPN. Yep. How much money is the SEC going to get to add a ninth game to its schedule? Don't you think? Don't oh, you think I, I think
0: absolutely so. I, yeah. I'll be disappointed if it doesn't. If it doesn't, I'll be tonight. shocked if it doesn't. I mean, because you're right. You're, you're right, Dan. I mean, Auburn, Auburn would lose Georgia. Alabama would lose Tennessee. Right. You know, the oldest rivalry in the Deep South, and what, the third Saturday in yes. October. There you go.
2: And the question, I mean, you know, there, there are questions about ESPN's uh, eagerness to negotiate these sort of deals when uh, monthly uh, cable trends are going in the wrong direction and fewer and fewer people Well, are. It hadn't stopped them so far. It hadn't, it hadn't stopped them so <laughs> far. And, no. And one, one would think that that's something that even – even if ESPN's all right, let belt me let me up. ask
3: you a question that I've I've been asked many many times since this was announced. The the losing the divisions in football, it mm-hmm. does it, it, it. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't
0: bother me all None that much. It Doesn't bother me at all. I, for some people, it is. They just they I hate guess it. if that's all they've ever known. I suppose, mm-hmm. but I you know I because. I'm I'm way old enough to be able to go back it. before divisions. I, I saw would, my bill. So you know, I remember what it was like right. when it was
2: just the SEC. With it wasn't that you know. big a deal then, was it? No. Right. I do wonder how they would have kept divisions with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, and what you, what that would, would have been a done. mess. I mean, do you switch Auburn and Alabama over see the you, East? I don't see how you couldn't have no, at that point. Right? I mean, that seems like it would have been the. I mean, you move Missouri, move Missouri to the West, and move Alabama. Yeah, that, and Auburn that to would, the would east. have made the most sense. The thing that and then that you've a got traditional SEC to traditional the, wrap
0: their heads around is look at basketball. It's you know we haven't had divisions in basketball no. for a while, and nobody seems to even notice that. Not anymore. So Not anymore. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be fine. Right. Once, once we get going, uh, it'll be fine. Agreed. As, as long as we don't have to have more expansion. I like the way, I mean, 16's going to work out fine.
3: Well, where's, uh, Florida, where's Florida State going? Yeah, Andy, I don't the, most know.
2: Jarring thing, the most jarring thing about Joe Linardi's tournament projections right now is that the ACC looks like a 3 bid league. I mean, to me... If, like, if the ACC is not any better than that in basketball, there's no
0: reason for the ACC to exist.
2: Yikes. I don't like I don't like talking like this either, but I mean uh, that's, no? I mean that's where I mean when it's when it's Duke, Carolina, and Clemson are the only three teams in Lenardi's projection right now in the field. Like that is a that's a, I mean it's while the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve there, have there, more than
3: double that. There is time for some of these teams to make a run mm-hmm. and get in. I mean we're 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 a month and a half away from signing we're, we're from, from we're, selection sunday
0: yeah we're we're a, we're a week away from everybody being at the midpoint in conference play right. there's, so, there's plenty of time yeah andy Burcham with us we will uh, we need to get to our final break here of hour number 1 hey you can join in as well 334 321 1390 that is the uh, Drive
2: Hotline presented by Skybar. You can text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty. The Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast available, however, you listen to podcasts.
0: Come on in and join us here on the Tuesday Drive.
1: Conservative justice On ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes of hour number one. Bill, Dan, Andy, Burcham here in the studio. And let's get to the Drive hotline. And Cameron. Hey, Cameron.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, um, I'll be real quick um, with the with the news of uh, Auburn hiring uh, DJ Durkin. Um, if y'all could just uh, explain DJ DJ Durkin's uh, 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 defensive scheme and and how and and what and what Auburn fans could be can 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 expect to see this season, that'd be great. Thanks, guys.
0: Appreciate the call, Cameron. Well, he's he's one of those guys. Multiple uh, defenses. I mean, he's run three and four man fronts. Um, his his defenses have been pretty stingy through the years. I mean, I know he's a very highly highly respected guy. Played a lot of played a lot of man uh, this past year at at Texas A and M.
3: Had the guys to do it.
0: Yes, you're right about that. Had <laughs> I mean, it really helps when you've got a dominating front, which A and M had. Right, I, I think that's that's an area that Auburn is really looking to try to still find some. Uh, experienced players in the upcoming transfer portal. No question, but uh, but now DJ Durkin has, uh, I believe, year before last they were one of the top pass defenses in the country. This past year they were top uh, twenty uh, to, uh, overall defense nationally at A and M. He's had some really good defenses through the years at at Florida. Um, he's he's coached for some. Uh, he's goes from for some coaches that that know how to win. Uh, a lot of interesting personalities he's coached for: Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, Will Muschamp, uh, and then uh, Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher. The last the last four years, and now Hugh Freeze. That's right. <laughs> um, but now, I, I, as far as experience and um, I mean, I I think he's the most uh, experienced or qualified guy that we heard mentioned for the job.
3: Yeah, well, let's 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 find out and and. I've I've said this since the end of this football season, since the bowl game was over. To me, this offseason and spring practice is one of the most intriguing and important Auburn has had in a long, long time. Because of one, the new personnel on the coaching staff and so many new faces, talented new faces that will be already going through spring ball. Young,
0: talented, new faces. Right?
3: Freshmen that, that would typically be closing out their senior years of high school
0: mm-hmm. right now
3: that are now on Auburn's campus. Some that went through bowl practice for Auburn. I just think this is an incre- This will be an intriguing uh, spring practice for this Auburn. There are some years where you're like, eh, yeah. spring. Not this year. This, I think, is a highly important and I'll use the word again, intriguing spring
0: practice coming up for Auburn football. Uh, no no question about it. Andy, we're just about out of time. Well, then there's the music. There we go. Again, a, a busy week for you. Yep. Women, uh, Matt, women's basketball, I was going
3: to say. Uh, men's basketball tomorrow night at 8. We're on the air at 7.30. Women's basketball on AU 100, 100.3. On, uh, on Thursday, the Tigers host to South Carolina. We've got Tiger Talk Thursday evening at 6 out at Baumhauer's. And then men's basketball on the road at Ole Miss. I think that's a 5 o'clock start on Saturday, we'll be on the air at four thirty from the Pavilion.
0: Andy, really appreciate you My stopping pleasure. by. It's great to see you again. On your retirement, oh, old thank man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm on both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk with Andy again next week. We need to get to our top of the hour break. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive.
1: Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama. This. is is The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome into hour number two of the Tuesday Drive bill and dan drew at the controls our thanks to the voice of the auburn tigers andy burcham joining us here in the studio Uh, we appreciate him stopping in hopefully
2: you caught that if you missed any of it check out the podcast podcasts of the drive available however you listen to podcasts go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for the drive with bill cameron or go to espnau.com and use the podcast center if you use google to uh for for the drive podcast uh be aware google is getting rid of their podcasting platform we are making uh we're we're making uh, we're investigating some arrangements there drew yeah that's that's what i'll I'll say but you can get the show any number of other ways apple spotify or espnau.com in the podcast center and uh yeah so definitely check that out we'd
0: love for you to join in here in hour number two of the drive and you can do so by calling the Drive Hotline 334-321-1390 Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar.
2: And and of course uh, we really appreciate Skybar and the uh, and the rest of our, our sponsors helping uh, helping you can text the show 334-564-1840 3, 3, Drive Text Box uh, Southeastern Industrial Contractors but, but it's a uh, yeah we really appreciate the uh, the, the Skybar folks for uh, sponsoring our, uh, our hotline.
0: And hour number two of The Drive is brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Let's get right to The Drive. Hotline sponsored by Skybar and Tex gets us started. Hey, Tex. Hey,
2: Tex.
5: Hey, guys. Sorry, Bill. This might be a little kind of sad, sobby segment because – uh You're losing out to my wife tomorrow. It's her birthday, and we have a little dinner get-together. Oh, no, that's fine. So I won't be able to call tomorrow. That's sad and sobby? Well, but just, uh, you know, you're you're about to retire, (laughs) and I'm thinking about some of those lovely bus rides on the buses that have fumes that used to come back up through as we're riding down the roads. I think back to parties at different people's houses that worked in the computer department at at auburn university at the end of the semester uh to radio shows and everything else thank you from auburn people for the commitments you made to auburn university you and kathy both uh we appreciate you we love you like a brother uh know what i would do most days without having you on a show after listening to all the daggum lsu stuff all day <laughs> so i uh i appreciate you so much uh i am so happy you get to retire and uh Cindy's messing it all up because she had a birthday on the same day
0: yeah, yeah well her fault. fortunately or unfortunately i guess depending on on uh on, on how much you you enjoy or detest the show, um, I'll, I'll still keep doing this as long as as long as they'll let me. So, so it's just it's so, just it's just a day job getting up and going to the office that uh, that that I won't be able to do won't be doing.
5: So so Bill, when I lived in St. Louis and used to come down to the games and we'd meet Jim Fife and, and you and Montgomery uh-huh. on the Friday before the game. Oh yeah, that should tell you how much I do not detest the. Oh it's no no I, and, and, I I love the show. Yeah,
0: Tex Tex would Tex would call in from uh for, if he'd call in from St. Louis and and yeah. now I think I think the I think the time enough time has passed where I won't get in trouble uh because Allegedly. we weren't, we weren't supposed to give out the the other number the, the number that someone could call in and just dial in and listen to like ball games and things like that so
5: so I'll never forget the time that uh I called in when Cindy and I lived in D.C. before we ended up moving back south. And the guy puts me on hold because back they fixed it where they could put it on hold. And I yep. didn't have to sit next to the, the phone next to where I could just hear it. And so somebody went in and picked it up and go, hello, may I help you? And I didn't know what to say.
0: Yeah, I know yeah. it happened one time. <laughs> I didn't remember if it was you, but somebody came by and saw it was on hold and thought, oh, somebody messed up and hung up. And, and it's no, like, uh, yeah, me, well, that's you. You were good. It was lucky that time.
5: They wanted to. They wanted to know what I was doing. I said, "Oh, I just called in," which I think we were heading into the third quarter. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I've called this show from multiple states and from multiple countries. Called it from Disney World after wanting to. Choke Mickey and Minnie for after four days, but uh, that's how much I love your show, and you've been so good to radio, to the people about the state of Alabama, and to Auburn people, and you know, and to have the courage to take Dan Peck on have to be quite <laughs> right, quite <a> night, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Tex. Obviously, man. I mean, how many how many places have you been, Tex, where someone's heard your name and and uh, they've gone, are you are you that Tex that's on the radio? I mean, I I know uh, that has happened to you in many places,
5: in many places when we're on the road, uh, many places at tailgate parties in in Auburn themselves, at baseball games. So much so that my wife just has the uh, the the same reaction every time. Oh my god. <laughs> Quick call the show,
2: T- Tex. I'm I'm going to I'm going to Monroe. Uh, you know, uh, headed headed on the uh, on the bus uh, to to Monroe tomorrow. Let me know. Uh, is is uh, is are crawfish in season? Am I okay having them right now, or should I wait? Should I wait to a different part of the year?
5: Uh, if you're willing to pay uh, gold prices for them, the answer would be yes. Okay, all but, right. But, and by the way, here we don't call it Monroe; we call it Funro. Okay, because it's absolutely no fun to get to from Baton Rouge. So it's kind of in the middle, stuck on I twenty. It's a nice little town, uh, nice facility that they have there. Uh, they Cindy's real good friends with a former All American from there, uh, EJ, who was also an assistant coach for a while. I've
2: learned. But the problem with I've learned from Coach Rigby that they used to do they used to do Louisiana high school state championships at that uh, at
5: at Fant Ewing. That is correct. That is correct. The problem with crawfish, though. Uh, the drought and late rain didn't put enough water into the soil for them to grow right. Hmm. So they're going to be pretty expensive if you can find them. Interesting. Okay. They're oh. going to be good if you can find them, but they're going to be pretty expensive.
2: No, noted. So we'll, we'll, we'll make, we'll make I'll right? report. I so. will report, report, report back next week.
5: All right. He's okay. only here one day
2: next week. It'll be a quick report.
5: Oh, geez. <laughs> so, but congratulations again, Bill. You've affected a lot of people sports-wise and from an education-wise and ticket office-wise. Uh, you know, there's been people that you've been willing to help out a little bit, and uh, we really, really appreciate you. And I know sometimes people get sideways on this show, but your consistency and the way you handle everybody has always been gracious and welcoming, so I hate to be so nice to you. Golly, uh, Tex, no one, really? No I'm <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, 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 wor- I'm worried. Do you know? Do you know something that I don't know?
5: It's like, oh my. No, I, I, And I'm <laughs> not going anywhere either, other than taking my di- my wife to dinner tomorrow night for her birthday with about fifteen friends. So, all right, well, bud. All right. So tell you know, tell, well, tell
0: Cindy. Tell Cindy we say happy birthday. So.
5: I will do it, man. Take care.
0: All right, take care, Tex. Thanks a lot. Bye, Tex. that is the drive hotline presented by Skybar. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, I'm surprised we haven't gotten any calls, um, really, on on the DJ Durkin hire as defensive coordinator. Just what do you think? I mean, how, you know, how does that, um, you know, how do you feel about the addition there? I, I, like, I like the makeup of the staff as far as, you know, coaching and recruiting. I think, you know, there, there had been some concerns from folks wondering, well, if Charles Kelly is the full-time defensive coordinator, will he be able to focus as much time as you'd love for him to be able to have? Recruiting because he is he is such a dynamic let
2: me, recruiter. Let me ask you this: I mean, tabling DJ Durkin for a second. I mean, you yeah. you've got the Bill Cameron depth chart. Do you feel like this team is going to be actively trying to add anywhere on the defense?
0: Defensive line, I think defensive yeah. line. You absolutely have to. That's an area that uh, that you know Auburn lost a few players this year. Maybe not, uh, maybe not a lot of guys who had who had played a lot, but with the experience that was lost. And then the players entering the portal. Um, do you feel they, like I
2: think they really they really need some help up front. Do, do they do they look at it as a situation where they've got a starting lineup of defensive linemen and they need to add uh, veteran experience behind them, or do you think they're going to be shopping for an impact guy that comes in and starts? I, if, if so? I, mean, I mean, I think they could they'd feel, lo- they'd lo- they, I'm sure they'd love they that. Could that if field it was, a, they could feel.
0: They could feel the starting lineup. They could feel a, a defensive front that you'd feel pretty good about. But uh, but but you might you might like to have a little more experience because all right you got you got Jalen McLeod back at the edge, um, you figure Keldrick Falk at you know at, at one spot is he going to be at the end or is he going to slide inside of the tackle? Um, Jason Jones is your proven guy uh, inside. Who's the, who's the, who's your fourth guy right now? Is it Zaccheus? Is, is it Zaccheus Walker? Is it Bobby Jamison Travis? Is it Darren Reed? I mean, you're talking about yep. guys that don't have a lot of experience. So, I think I think you really want to. Is add, it the
2: incoming guy from
0: Kansas? You know what well, I mean. It could, is it Morris Williams? Is it, yeah, I is mean, it, is Gage it, Keys? Is it yeah? Malik Brockton? You know, Malik um, Brockton?
2: I mean, is, is, is uh, it? Well, is that's it a, what
0: I mean. Is, is it, it a freshman? Is it? That's why I think you really need mm-hmm. to add some experience there on the defensive what line. What about behind the defensive line? Do, do you think linebackers a spot uh, where they? I think mean, I think linebacker is in pretty good shape. I think uh, you know I don't know that Auburn's got any. All conference guys, but, I mean, Austin Keys and Eugene Asante coming back. Then the, the incoming freshmen, I'm really excited about the young linebackers who are coming in, and they're all going through spring. Yeah. So I think linebacker is going to be a deep position. Uh, the
2: we've, second, had years, we've had years Secondary, you've got Keontae
0: Scott. After yeah.
2: Keontae, it's uh, inexperienced guys as well. We've had years in the past where you felt better about the front seven because Auburn was losing yes. an impact defensive back or two. This year, I mean, Auburn brings back Keontae Scott. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Champ Anthony's currently your starter at the nickel. He played a lot last season. Yeah, that's that's safe to assume. I would think. I and think, then, and then, then
0: Kay and Lee is probably a guy. Is or he, he battling? Is he battling with Kite, uh, who's
2: also coming in? You know, uh, and, uh, I
0: think. Well, I think Kite's battling with those guys. Yeah, Kite's battling with those guys. He could maybe, be, but I guess he could be a nickel as well.
2: He could be a nickel as well. Uh, I mean, those are but five, there are a lot yeah. of
0: questions. I mean, that's why Andy said it's a really intriguing. Spring, I think there's some talent there, but I'm not, boy, I'm sure not ready to say, hey, Auburn's one of the more talented teams in the league defensively. I think Auburn lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent defensively.
2: K- Kyan Lee, Champ Anthony, and Terrence Love, to me, feel like guys in the secondary where right now their role seems different than it was. Yeah, Sylvester Smith's another one. Sylvester I, mean, Smith's I want to see how J.C. Game. Hart, how things go with him. Sure. Um, yeah, it's.
0: It it is a big big spring for a lot of players. The opportunity is going to be there
2: to see who steps up. And for all the focus on how Auburn improves offensively, you know a lot of these a lot of these questions are about the defense. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Jimmy is up first. Yeah,
0: Jimmy is our next caller here on the drive. Hey, Jimmy. Hi, Bill.
6: Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. It's been a while. It has. You know, but I always like listening because I I'm usually I'm I hate calling text because text is so good. But um, I don't know. Durkin, I mean, I'm sure they had to dot all the I's and cross the T's because, you know, that's still a controversial subject. And uh, I don't know. Do you think that was kind of maybe what took so long for him to get him signed?
0: I don't know. I it it From what I had heard just recently, uh, I don't think – there was a big hold up there. I think it was just Hugh wanting to make sure that he spent time with all the guys at the top of his list. And, and Chris Kiffin is obviously somebody who had been there. Word coming out today that, uh, that Chris Kiffin going to interview for the Dolphins defensive coordinator spot. So that's I think he wanted to know um, who would be the best fit, who would be someone that he could count on being here. Imagine how you would have felt. If Auburn had offered Chris Kiffin, and Chris Kiffin took the took the Auburn job, and then a week later, a week later was leaving for an NFL job.
6: Oh, that you know, and we don't like to think that could happen, but it can happen. Um,
0: oh, it's happened. Yeah.
6: And th- the other thing I was going to say about Durkin, I mean, you know, Lane gave him a chance, and he came in and did pretty good at Ole Miss, and if I heard Lane right, when Durkin said I'm going A and M, they threw a Pile of money at him and made it said made it work his while, and he still left. So
0: yep. I'm just they, they did not want him to leave. And I mean, we talked about the, the rumblings that Nick Saban was very interested in DJ Durkin uh, had he stayed. Um, there were multiple reports that Missouri offered DJ Durkin twice, that Eli Drinkwitz twice went after DJ Durkin to try to get him to become Missouri's defensive coordinator uh, over the last month or so.
6: I mean, I, I, let's just, i mean, he's been successful. What, bard in the SEC? Florida, Ole Miss, A&M, and now I think he will be pretty successful at Auburn. Um, you know, he's still a relatively young guy. Yeah, he's so forty. I,
0: I think he's forty-seven. I think.
6: Yeah. So, uh, I just hope he's not looking for the next big thing. Um, I, that always comes to my mind. Some of these big names, like say. He has jumped around a little bit,
0: but he, he has. But think of the last few. I mean, he he got the opportunity to be a head coach. Obviously, that didn't go the way he wanted. But since then, I mean, he 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 got the opportunity at Ole Miss, and uh, I don't mean this is a shot at Ole Miss, but Texas A and M is a step up from Ole Miss, and he didn't really have much choice. Jimbo Fisher gets fired, so I mean, right. the assistants then, you know, are, are all looking for jobs. Um,
6: I'll, quickly to the NFL. Um, how many people had Casey wrote, written off for dead? You know, they don't have receivers. They're not that good. And I'm kind of like, the Chiefs seem to relish being the underdog at this point.
2: Well, there, were, there was a stretch during the regular season where the Chiefs offense struggled like we'd never really seen it struggle with, with Patrick Mahomes. And... Uh, You know, with with some other teams in the AC in in the in the AFC surging, uh, you know, I think some folks, you know, maybe they were it was was premature to 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 bury the Chiefs. I still, you know, when when the playoffs roll around, they're they're the toughest out in the game. And uh, you know, I I I, my my big my big surprise from this weekend though was that Baltimore didn't play better offensively. The Chiefs did enough, but I mean, they only scored 17 points in that game because the Ravens' offense uh, just could not get anything going. Uh, it was the, the fewest points scored by the winner of a conference championship game in uh, in, in years. So it, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, and the Chiefs defense, especially the secondary, uh, they're a huge reason they're in the Super Bowl.
6: Well, you know, I kept on the NFC championship, they kept going first team to 30, first team to 30, it's going to win this. And I'm like, man, the Chiefs have not given up 30 points all year long. So this is going to be in San Francisco's defense, this style. So I, this still, be
2: a- I still just don't know if Brock Purdy, I, I, you know, it's, 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 look, when you, if you can throw with timing and accuracy, having a, a, a lack of prototypical arm strength isn't, you know, there, we've seen quarterbacks win with it. I still just sort of, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know if I, I, I still look at it with a little bit of skepticism, even, even though he played so well in the second half of that lions game, but so many of those throws you're holding your breath while that ball's in the air until it gets to the receiver. And I think a, a, a secondary like Kansas city, I, I don't know what kind of margin for error Brock Purdy is going to have in the super bowl.
6: Well, this is the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you guys go until you put number 15 out of contention. It's kind of like Tom Brady. As long as a man's playing, yeah, you can be beaten. It'd be, you know, and there was that stat since 13. The only two quarterbacks to be in the AFC championship every single season was Brady and Mahomes. Some insane stat. Yep, yep you're right. So, I'll hang up, but thanks, guys. And I, I like Durkin. I think he's going to be a good hire. Um, and we'll just go from there. But he does think he's going to have to do a lot of work uh, coming back with some of these kids coming back.
0: Oh, I agree. Appreciate it, Jimmy. And, and by the way, I look at and, and I No, I, I don't want him – to feel like I think he's older, his hair may be white, but he just turned forty-six. Did you, Durkin? He just yeah. turned forty-six in January, so, uh, and this is January, right? Yes. I got uh, one more day. All right, we will get to our first break of hour number two. Jerry Specter, hang on, guys, you're up. When we come back here on the Tuesday Drive.
1: Ah! Peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com
0: welcome back into the drive tuesday afternoon bill and dan drew at the controls right back to the uh, drive hotline and jerry is next hey jerry
5: hey guys um
7: I like Durkins as a choice for defensive coordinator. Um, I was just kind of curious. I know he had a offensive lineman that passed away after a practice.
0: It was actually but, actually a, uh, a summer workout uh, where, uh, where the uh, I just, yeah
7: it, I, I was coaches curious, couldn't be
0: there. Mm-hmm.
7: You know what the other problems were that he got fired from Maryland.
0: That was it. I mean, uh, you know, what happened after that is uh, some players uh, talked about the, uh, I believe they called it a toxic environment where uh, they felt like they were, um, you know, verbally uh, abused by coaches.
2: The the, the most serious accusation against DJ Durkin was that he had empowered people, staffers, including the head athletic (laughs) trainer at the time, who made mistakes leading up to and after Jordan McNair collapsed right. uh, during an on-field workout, and you know uh, whether or not, like how directly involved DJ Durkin was, it, you know, was was a subject of of debate in the immediate aftermath. But it seems like there's little dispute. He empowered people who made mistakes, leading to uh, the death of a student athlete, and it ended his it ended his run at Maryland. Was, if you remember the circumstance, he was he, he was. uh so he was he was put on like a like a leave uh, a leave of absence he was put on leave they they did an investigation
0: they reinstated him and then and then, the outcry. then there was an outcry yeah. the outcry to the
2: reinstatement right. included i believe the governor at the time among other people who thought that maybe maryland had made a mistake in bringing dj durkin back and he was let go uh, the next day he, he had been i mean his hiring had been uh, touted as a as a shrewd move by Maryland, he'd been Jim Harbaugh's defensive uh, he'd, coordinator. He'd been,
0: he was one of the hot young assistant coaches in all of college football before he got the Maryland job. I mean, he had he'd been with Harbaugh at Stanford and Michigan. Uh, he had been uh, under Will Muschamp at Florida. Was the um, um, defensive coordinator? I believe he's the interim coach there under Muschamp before he went to Michigan for a year and got the Maryland job.
7: Well, I wish it the best and, uh, hope it works out. Talk to you later. Appreciate the call, Jerry.
0: 334 321 1390. Spectre is next. Hey, Spectre.
7: you guys hear me
0: okay? Yeah, we got you fine.
7: All right, great. Uh, this is what I'll say about Durkin. He, uh, I'm most impressed with him with his recruiting ability. And, uh, also I'm impressed with the with the tenure he had at, at Florida, what he did there with recruiting and his defensive efforts there. So I, I think he's a good hire. I mean he wasn't my first pick, but uh I've learned to uh accept it and willingly.
0: Well he and, uh, he is someone I'll say this, he is someone that coaches and very uh, very successful, highly respected coaches seem to think an awful lot of DJ Durkin's coaching ability.
7: That's right. Um, not only that, his recruiting ability too. Sure. If you looked at, if you looked at the recruits that he came. Yeah, he was he the national
0: recruiter of the year by Rivals back in 2012.
7: But it, as an office, as a defensive coordinator, I, I think his his years at Florida and the year he spent at Michigan w- was outstanding
0: a so, and was pretty darn good this past year, defensively. Yeah, well, I think
7: he's one and one against Auburn, wouldn't
0: he? Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that Auburn ran up a whole lot of points against them. A-
2: A&M, A&M <laughs> did finish. It, it, I forget if it was scoring defense or total defense. A&M did finish in the top twenty in one of the key defensive yeah. statistics this year. Now they had, they had a, a team full of uh, very highly touted uh, defensive recruits, right. uh, but. Uh, no, I think DJ Durkin has had years as a defensive coordinator uh, where where he's uh, he's been perceived as as doing a good job. Hey,
0: Jim Jimbo wasn't fired at A and M because of the defense.
7: No, he wasn't. But some of that leaked over into the you know the attitudes leaked over into the defense. I think kind of kind of hurt his his, uh, his you know the way he was coaching and stuff. But yeah, you know, it affects everybody. You know, if you got an offensive problem with, like they had at A and M, it uh, it goes over into your special teams and your defense. Oh, yeah.
0: You're right. It, it's tough for everybody to, uh, you know, keep feeling like, why am, why am I working so hard when uh, when I'm not getting any help?
7: Well, what do you guys think about the Super Bowl coming up?
2: You know, I think that, you know, we were, we were just had a previous caller asking about the, the games from Sunday, and I cannot shake a skepticism in Brock Purdy uh, that makes me think the Niners' offense uh, even even as 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 good as they looked in the second half against Detroit, ultimately I don't know if they'll be able to do enough against uh, against a team like the Chiefs, uh, especially well, with the, especially you, with the way Kansas City's defense is playing.
7: Yeah, let me tell you, Dan um, McGaffrey, he's got a neck injury, but we, I don't know how severe it is. But uh, usually those things come back to haunt you, and if he's not a factor in the game, Birdie is going to have it the weight on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just tough to uh, it's 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 tough to pick against uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and it just and and, it,
2: and Andy Reid and with Purdy it does feel I mean when everything is working well Brock Purdy can make the throws to to have a great offense but um, I, you know I just I still can't I can't shake that if if it if it comes time to make precision throws in a situation where the defense isn't worried about the threat of the run I I don't know if Purdy's going to be able to do it consistently.
7: Yeah, Kelsey's going to have to be at his best, I guarantee you that. It's, i I say this might be his last game. but um, He's looking to retire and get married, and you know what goes along with that.
2: Yes, although there are many married NFL players. Uh, but granted, they're not all married to the most famous pop star. No, too many billionaires. In the, in the, in the world, <laughs> and, and there will be... Uh, ample and and we are seeing you know especially with with some of the big you know we're seeing some some nfl careers that are a little bit shorter uh th- th- than they used to be and so yeah i wonder what, what sort of speculation there could be about uh you know how much longer travis kelsey wants to do oh he's still uh, what early 30s uh, you know i think he, you know it still still could be yeah yeah still still could be uh you know still could have another year or two i mean still looks like the best yeah, tight end in football right now yeah he does now, his brother, is—is is his brother officially retired? His brother has informed the Eagles, I believe, that, that, he, yeah. is, uh, that, that he is retiring. Jason. Wouldn't that
7: be something if both of them came back to KC next year?
2: Would, it would be something, although I think, you know, with NFL retirements, you've got to make a deal. Uh, you can't just retire and switch teams. You know, they'd have to be, uh, you know, they'd have to work something out with the Eagles. But, but yeah, I think there'd, right, uh, sure. yeah. there'd be uh, uh, there'd be any number of – I think for both of those guys, would yeah, be Yeah, and Jason's three or four years older, so yeah. – it's not as likely yeah. he comes back.
7: All right, guys. Talk to you later.
0: Appreciate it, Spectre. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Plenty of time for you to join in here on the Tuesday Drive.
1: 390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at espnau.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon, about to be evening. Bill and Dan here in the uh, studio, Drew at the controls. And we're going to head to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. And welcome in our good friend from Crane and Company, and that's Jake Crane. Jake, how you doing today, man?
4: Man, I'm doing fantastic down uh, here in Mobile for the Senior Bowl and then obviously keeping, in, uh, keeping track of everything basketball related. So living good, man, starting 2024 off right.
0: Yeah. That- Mobile, a fun place there always, but I mean, especially senior bowl week. What's uh, uh, what or who uh, have caught your eye early on?
4: Well, you know, I actually thought Bo Nick was a good day today. Uh, I actually thought he had the best day at any of the quarterbacks. Thought Pinnick struggled a little bit, but when you look at this class, I mean, all the guys that are here at the position, uh, Sam Hartman as well, uh, Spencer Rattler was interested to see how he did today. Uh, then, obviously, you look at the guys up front. I mean, it feels like every, there's a Michigan player every two to three places you look on the field at once. They've got a couple offensive linemen and a, and a couple defensive linemen that are just massive. But uh, watching the one-on-ones today, I tell you what, Bill, that Ricky Pearsall guy, the wide receiver from Florida that made uh-huh. those great plays during the year, he is absolutely 100% NFL ready.
2: Yeah, Arizona State transfer played with uh, Jaden Daniels uh, at, at, uh, at for, for the Sun Devils and both ended up uh, making their way. Uh, to the SEC. Auburn's got a couple of players. Uh, I know uh, uh, Jalen Simpson uh, was ma- making a couple of plays uh, in, in practice today that, that, that got shared on social media. Anybody, uh, anyone uh, representing, I mean, you mentioned Bo Nix, but anybody from this past year's Auburn team uh, that you're uh, you're keeping an eye on at senior ball?
4: Yeah, look, you know, I always kind of got my eye on him a little bit. Uh, I thought Jalen had a good day. You know, we're, we're going to get to a point where Auburn has a lot more guys in this, especially guys that will be on the higher end of the draft. But, you know, it it, it starts looking with the SEC guys. But I'll tell you, I mean, these Big Ten DBs, uh, the Kalen Cook kid from Penn State, a little bit undersized, but a really good player. Uh, There's a kid from Rutgers here at corner that's an absolute stud. But Auburn's going to have a lot more guys in it, but I thought the Auburn guys that are here that have competed did a pretty good job today.
2: Yeah, looking at uh, I mean, there's uh, – I mean, you you talked about some of the quarterbacks there. I mean, between – with Auburn, you've got Nehemiah, you've got Simpson – uh, DJ James, yeah, three is, DBs uh, is, and Marcus is, is there along along with yeah. with Marcus. Who I don't know exactly what the NFL thinks of Marcus Harris. That's a guy I'd want on my team. Like I don't I don't know exactly. I mean, it, it's tough to slot exactly what he's going to do for an NFL defense, but uh, it's the kind of football player I'd want around, Jake.
4: Well, look, I mean, he's a guy that can do multiple things. I think one of his biggest strengths he showed you the ability to line up and play inside, and the ability to play outside, be effective rushing a passer. I mean, even as a young guy, getting him in on those third-down cheetah packages where, where it's a pass rush package and being able to put him in the interior of the defensive line. And, you know, he can drop. I, I think he can drop and play a little short-zone coverage as well. So, look, you add that with special teams, you're good enough to play a couple positions. They'll find you in the NFL.
0: Well, talking about those guys, I mean, that gives you an idea. I was, uh, we were talking a little while ago about the Auburn defense this coming year. Auburn losing some talent from this past year's defense. And then last night, um, it's word finally out that Auburn has its defensive coordinator, Hugh Freeze, uh, going with D.J. Durkin. Just uh, love to get your thoughts on D.J. Durkin and and his fit uh, with with, with Hugh Freeze and the Auburn defense.
4: Well, look, I mean, he's a guy that has a ton of experience, and, and I know there's baggage there, but he wouldn't have been at these places before Uh, if it was so egregious that he couldn't end up at a place like Auburn. I I understand uh, kind of the people that have been vocal about that, but at the end of the day, uh, he's a guy that's been given a second chance. Hugh Freeze knows all about that, and he's a really good football coach. I I like the collection of the mind that Auburn has on defense right now. You know, it's not just going to be his show. you got Charles Kelly you've got experienced coaches at other positions. So bringing in a guy that knows how to recruit the different areas, Auburn's going to have to be able to recruit, may have a couple of connections that Auburn didn't have earlier. Uh, I think it was a good hire and and he's a guy that's going to make Auburn better.
2: Jake, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, we haven't really talked about this Tennessee story uh, today. There's been other things going on uh, more more pertinent to, uh, to Auburn, but the uh, Tennessee under investigation uh, for um, uh, possible misdeeds by name, image and likeness, uh, r- related to name, image, and likeness, it does seem like that's. I-, I had someone point out to me that with with the the way things are going at the moment, if the NCAA can police NIL collectives, it does seem like a way to keep like it, it, if w- without an NIL collective operating, it, it's it's going to be tough for schools to be competitive in recruiting in football and men's basketball, so there's there's a need to keep your most powerful NIL collectives uh, following the rules, not just from the, from the NCAA, but also from these schools.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, without a doubt, here's the part that, that I don't understand. First off, there's rules. Like, apparently there's rules for NIL now. I mean, they really just let the thing out. and If you actually read what's going on, they're punishing Tennessee for breaking a rule that they hadn't even invented yet. It's almost like a retroactive punishment <laughs> Uh, To me, it it feels like just one last power grab. You know when the the bad guy's hanging off the cliff and he's trying to ask for one more chance? Look, you got to let him go. Like on Die Hard, you just got to let that guy go. Uh, I hope the NCAA, again, you've heard me say this, decouples from college football, I I would love that. But this is laughable. So, uh, again, you can't retroactively punish people for rules that didn't exist that they broke during a time where you just let NIL and the transfer portal go crazy. So it is laughable. The reason Tennessee fans are so worried is because they just got off mm-hmm. uh, or just got done dealing with an NCAA issue, and they're kind of in that repeat offender status, which can open the door to a much bigger hammer. But, but in reality, guys, I don't see a way in which you know Tennessee would even acknowledge a punishment at this point. I can tell you this. There's been no notice of allegations, and, and this isn't the Big Ten. Tony Petiti suspended Jim Harbaugh without any notice from the NCAA. Greg Sankey's not going to touch Josh Heipel unless they got some red-handed evidence and he's on videotape. That's the difference.
0: Yeah, you just wonder, I mean, is the is the NCAA just trying to prove that they, you know, that they still are a viable enforcement agency or something? I mean, it 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 does seem uh really out there that they're going after something that that their own rules don't make sense about.
4: Yeah, I mean, oh, the NCAA being hypocritical or doing something stupid. I mean, I mean, what's? I mean, again, if you look at it, because it's about the Nico kid, it's about the sure. quarterback. You you saw the NCAA go after FSU because of the, the Rashada thing with Florida, and now it seems like they're kind of picking and choosing who to retroactively retro- go back and punish this. It, it just again, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, uh, and, and I don't think the NCAA has that power, honestly. I mean, people forget. We're not even talking about college football and college basketball. Penny Hardaway just basically told them no. Said no, we're just not going to do that. And they didn't do anything. So I, I think this is one last power grab by the NCAA, but it's not going to work. Just kick him off the cliff, on to the next guy.
2: Pivoting to uh, SEC basketball because Auburn mm-hmm. uh, dropped a pair of games this past week. They're back at home tomorrow night against Vanderbilt before a very challenging February slate of home and road games. What are your thoughts? on uh, where, uh, where we stand at the moment uh, with Bruce Pearl and his team?
4: Well, look, I mean, I, I look around college basketball, I mean, who can win on the road right now? I mean, who? I'll hang up and listen. Nobody can. It's, I've never seen this much parody at the top. I mean, look, Auburn held Mississippi State and Alabama to their, one of their lowest offensive outputs and efficiency outings that they've had all year. But you've got to be able to win those games, right? Auburn's got to be able to. Here's what worries me. Auburn is really – I think they're a fantastic basketball team. And there's not a dominant team this year. I think Auburn could make a run. But at some point, the game comes down to on the road when you're not playing at Neville because you're not going to play in any NCAA or SEC tournament games at Neville. That's great. Dominate your home court. But at some point on the road or on a neutral court, when we need a guy to go get a bucket, we got to have somebody to go get a bucket. I mean, Jalen Williams, to me, has to be that guy. There has to be a vocal leader that is also contributing while giving big minutes. Chris Moore, I love him, right? And he's a vocal leader, but you're not getting any output from him. Auburn needs Janai Broom. They need somebody to step up and say, all right, listen, once it comes down to it and the game's tight because we're playing a good team on the road, get on my back offensively. Let's keep playing defense the way we are. Auburn's got to find a way to clutch up at the end and find somebody then go get a bucket
0: well they, they they've also got to keep teams off the glass. I mean uh, the thirty that offensive rebounds.
4: that's the most shocking part, Bill thirty offensive rebounds in the last Alabama two games. games, yeah yeah, especially that look Mississippi State's a, a really physical team. It's the only move they got. they can't shoot. like it was amazing. Hubbard hit a couple shots that he'll never hit again. It just that seems to happen against Auburn, and, and I understand you can you can explain to me logically how Mississippi State would would grab more offensive boards than Auburn mm-hmm. with Auburn playing at the hump. Bama, not so much. Not at all. I mean, that's Bama's worst attribute. You know, and Auburn held them to their season average from threes at home, I think at 11 or something like that. It's not like they shot the lights out. But Auburn, you know, you can't be a not, not a great shooting team and scoring team and not be able to get rebounds. Those two things don't exist.
2: Great stuff, as always. Uh, Jake, uh, What a, uh, before we let you go, Anyone else in the SEC that you, I mean, that, that's really impressed you with how they're playing? Anyone you're shocked by? I mean, we we're talking about Arkansas. Like, it, I mean, Arkansas is one of the more surprising developments in, uh, in, in major conference basketball this year with the way that team has struggled uh, with, with, the, with the talent that was built on that roster. Uh, Tennessee's playing South Carolina right now. Looks pretty good. You know, t- Tennessee's off to a good start in league play. What, what are your thoughts around the league?
4: Look, I mean, I think it's, there's, there's no nights off. I mean, you hear Bruce talk about it all the time. I mean, outside of Vanderbilt, look, you got to take them seriously. You know, they can get hot at any point in time. I mean, who's, who's bad? Nobody's bad. Like, everybody's good. I, I look at Tennessee. I do feel like Dalton Connect is going to be the guy that finally gets them over the hump. Because you want to talk about going to get a bucket. I think he's the player of the year in college basketball right now. If you haven't watched this guy, believe me, you're going to see him when we go up there the, the last game of the year. But he's dropping like 30 a night, and and he's like a little diet Luca. Not that he'll ever be Luca, but he kind of plays a little bit like him. Look, Kentucky, really good offensively, terrible on defense. They remind me of LSU's football team this past year. Uh, They got guys that can really go get it. Um, But I I tell you, man, I mean, at this point, Arkansas has got to be the biggest disappointment, right? I I mean, you look at what Musselman's been able to do, and typically, you know, they don't ever shoot it great, but they out-physical you. They out-effort you. They're long. They can drive. They score when they slash. They really don't have that. Now you're hearing about, oh, there's problems in the locker room. Well, it's amazing when you're losing and you're not living up to expectations. My biggest question is, what happened to Trevor Brazil? I mean, this guy was had a chance to be, I mean, people were talking about SEC Player of the Year, and you couldn't find this guy if you were John Walsh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's tough to expect a locker room to be happy when you're when you're when you're playing the way Arkansas is. Yeah, there's is. not a lot of high, yeah.
4: happy losing locker rooms, and if there is, you got. I don't players. I
0: don't want that coach if that's the case, yeah. or those players.
4: Yeah, I,
2: I hate I hate it for Brazil too because he was playing so well before the knee injury uh, last year, and uh, and and you know you wonder if that's still sort of you know if that's derailed uh, promising college basketball. Well, I mean, career. yeah, they, but then you look at problems. a guy like
4: Zakai yeah. Ziegler who's done nothing but but come back from it, and I mean it's it's about how you bounce back from adversity and. You know, I guess it is different. Ziegler is probably a third of the height of, of Trevor Brazil, honestly. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's twenty twenty four. You can, you know, it's not nineteen eighty six where they just put you on the raft and push you down the river. I hey, thought, thanks for trying. I thought um, they were one of the.
2: I thought they were one of the ten best teams in college basketball coming into the they season. They beat and Purdue and yeah, Duke, Dan. Yeah, they're not, and they're, they're outside the top ten in the SEC right now.
4: Yeah, they beat Purdue and Duke, and now they couldn't make a layup.
0: No, like, the, the, the only conference win was the buzzer beater against a
4: I know. Just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, it is. Great stuff, as always. Jake, let everybody know, all right, you're down in Mobile. Let folks uh, uh, know, know what all you've got on tap here the next few days and how can they can take advantage of it.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking everything. Uh, you know, we're down here live. We're going to go live in the morning, 630 a.m. As usual, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's and Company, C-R-A-I-N-N Company. Uh, but we're talking college basketball, uh, everything. NFL, uh, have live calls, a live chat. So uh, come hang out with us.
0: All right, Jake. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Have a good time down there. All right, yeah. Jake, familiar with Mobile a little bit. See you, Jake. He'll he he will have a good time down there. We appreciate him joining us. We'll get to our final break of the Tuesday drive. Stick with us.
5: Conservative justice.